This is your host, Victoria, and in today's episode, we're going to be talking all about positive thinking and how positive thinking, well, isn't always all that positive. There are actually even some positive thinking reflections, which are quite unhelpful. We're going to be talking all about that and more in today's episode. Welcome to the Victoria Sardin Podcast, where you'll discover actionable tools, tips, and tricks, as well as inspiring conversations to support you to change your own reality. We all have immense personal power within us. We all have the ability to be the person we look up to the most and take charge of our lives and our future. Sometimes we just need a little insight, a little change of perspective, and a friendly nudge to take the step. Are you ready? Hey guys, today I wanted to talk to you about the drawback of positive thinking. So you might be saying to yourself, well, that's quite contradictory because you always talk about things like gratitude and visualization and affirmations, and those are all forms of positive thinking, and you're totally right. But as with everything, there's a time, there's a place, there's a balance to be had, and there's a right way to do things. So before we get started, I just wanted to make a difference between positive thinking or positivity and optimism. So positive thinking tends to be about looking for the best in a current situation, and it's about focusing more on the positive and not looking as much on the negative. Whereas optimism, on the other hand, is really about understanding the current situation as is, accepting the current situation as is, however, having hope and trust in a better future. So there is a difference there and we'll touch more on that after. So what I wanted to bring you through in this podcast is really some of the positive thinking reflections that I hear a lot coming from clients and from those around me that are not helpful and what we should be doing instead. So the first example is really based on forcing gratitude and it comes with the discourse of, well, I shouldn't complain because at least I have XYZ. So an example would be, I hate my job, I have to drag my feet there every single day, and every day is painful and a real struggle. However, I shouldn't really complain because, you know, at least I have a job. That's not a helpful discourse. And why is that not helpful? Because everyone has their story, everyone has their reality, everyone has their point of reference. And just because somebody else is worse off does not mean that you're not struggling. So this narrative can not only suggest that you don't have the right to struggle because somebody else is struggling more, but also actually takes the power out of your hands and suggests that you shouldn't do anything about a difficult situation because somebody else is having it worse off. So that is not helpful, it's not true, and it's not going to be something that's going to bring you forward. Another example would be, let's say that you have a very important presentation in three hours and you've been working on this presentation for the past, I don't know, three months and your computer crashes. The truth is you have the right to be upset in that situation. And someone might say it's quote unquote a first world problem because at least computer crashing means you have a computer in the first place, but that's not helpful either. So that is the first example of an unhelpful positive thinking reflection. Now, I'm not saying that all positive thinking is bad, and there's definitely space for it as well. So it is important to sometimes look at the alternative view of a situation and reflect on what positive points came out of a seemingly negative situation. A personal example would be last week I got my bike stolen, 
which is annoying and I was definitely not thrilled about it. But at the same time, my bike was really, really crap and I absolutely desperately needed a new one. And in reality, if it was not stolen, I probably just would have stuck with that bike for a few more months until I would absolutely have to buy a new one. And now I'm in a position where, well, I don't have a choice. I have to buy a new one immediately. So there was a positive that came out of it. So perspective is good. However, forcing gratitude on yourself and telling yourself that you do not have the right to be unhappy in a situation or to be upset about a situation because others have it worse is not helpful. The second example is forcing your mind on something else. So that's another positive thinking reflection, which does not help. And it comes with having a negative emotion, but trying to push it back. So an example would be, let's say you just had a big fight with your significant other or a friend or a family member. So you decide to get your mind off it. Now there's a more positive way to do it and a more negative way to do it. So you can maybe go for a run and listen to some music. Or maybe you're going to go to the kitchen and reach for a big box of cookies to make yourself feel better. Regardless of the tool you use, the issue is the same. It's still about pushing back a negative emotion, which means that you are not dealing with it. I spoke about this as well in my Managing Your Emotions podcast. If you haven't listened to it yet, I recommend that you do because it really does complement this one. What I say there is never sweep emotions under the carpet because they don't go away. They only build up and they build up to a point where you can no longer manage them. Another reason why forcing your mind onto something else is not helpful is because the more extreme your negative emotion is, the more extreme your way of forcing your mind onto something else will have to be. So if it was just a little bigger with a friend, maybe you'd turn to a cookie. But what if it's something bigger, more extreme, let's say you just lost your job or a family member was diagnosed with something, what will it be then? Then it's easy to use that same tactic and to fall into things that are more extreme, such as alcohol or drugs or things like that. So you really wanna move away from this reaction of trying to compensate a negative emotion with a positive one. My third example is on affirmations and it's about forcing an outcome. So I do affirmations daily and I think they're a great tool. However, there's a right and a wrong way to do them. And when affirmations are simply repeating a falsehood to yourself, it will not do anything. Not only will it waste your time, but it can actually do the opposite. So if you really don't believe what you're affirming to yourself, all you'll do is build resistance. If I were to take back the first example, if you absolutely hate your job and it doesn't feel your purpose and you feel uninspired and bored and every single day feels like torture, then repeating to yourself every single morning over and over again, I love my job, that will not change anything. Not only that, but as I said, it can build up resistance. All of a sudden in the back of your head, you're telling yourself, no, I don't, my job sucks, I hate it. So that is another example of why positive thinking can be unhelpful. You cannot convince yourself into happiness, into wealth, into love, into purpose, into health. You cannot repeat a falsehood to yourself that you do not believe over and over again in order to make it happen. So now we're going to look at what you should do instead. Because everything I just mentioned, that's what we're always taught. It's if something difficult happened to you, well, first of all, you shouldn't complain because really you're actually very lucky. And if that doesn't help, then just go for a walk or listen to some music or 
just change your ideas and focus on something else. And if ever that doesn't work, then just repeat the opposite of what's true over and over again to yourself until you convince yourself of the opposite. So that isn't helpful. That isn't helpful and here's what I suggest we do instead. First of all, you want to understand that you are allowed to have a negative emotion and it's not because others are worse off that you are not allowed to feel something. We all have our different points of reference. So that example of that person going into a huge presentation and their computer crashing right before, to them it feels like the world is crumbling and that is valid. And it is not because somebody else is worse off and somebody else does not have a computer that you are not allowed to feel upset about that. So that is the first step. Secondly, you want to find positivity naturally. So you're not forcing positivity on yourself, but you're finding it naturally by finding a solution. So you want to find something to make the situation better. As I said before, there's a difference between positivity and positive thinking and optimism. What we want to focus on is optimism. It's that positive outlook to the future that will be determined by your conviction that a situation can be improved. So that is true positivity. It's really thinking, okay, this is a difficult situation, but I'm not simply going to ignore it. I'm not going to push it back and I'm not going to focus on just the positives, I'm actually going to accept the negatives and I'm going to turn them around and I'm going to take the control back into my hands and make something out of it. So that is what I see as finding positivity naturally rather than forcing it. Another tool that I just dismissed earlier was affirmation. So as I said right at the beginning, there's a right and a wrong way to do things. And with affirmations, you don't want to be forcing an outcome. It's about making it proactive. So what will you do about a situation? So an affirmation that is, I love my job when you hate your job, is completely different from an affirmation which says, I will make the most of every day. I will learn what I need to in this current situation in order to have the tools and resources to move on to something better later. That was a bit long, but you get the point. It's really about having a more proactive approach rather than a passive approach. Another example for affirmations would be instead of repeating to yourself, I'm healthy, I'm healthy, when maybe you're not, it's I will use every day to take care of my body, to support my body, and to help my body thrive in health. So one of them is more passive and waiting for something to come to you, and the other one is a lot more proactive, where you are actually affirming what you will do about the situation and how you will treat the situation in order to improve it. Now the word I use to describe affirmations is the word tool. And that's exactly how I think affirmations and gratitude should be used as. So when I spoke at the beginning about not forcing gratitude on yourself, I'm not implying that gratitude is a useless or unhelpful practice, not at all. I use gratitude as a tool myself very regularly, if not daily, and I suggest all my clients use it as well. And the difference is that gratitude is not a band-aid or a quick fix that's going to make your struggles go away. When faced with a difficult situation, we need to face it head on. We need to understand it, accept it first and foremost. And then we can use gratitude as a tool to help bring a little bit more perspective and to acknowledge the things that we actually love about our life that we might regularly take for granted. 
If I were to leave you with a few take-homes from this episode, I would say stop forcing gratitude on yourself. Stop using somebody else's misery as a way of justifying or convincing yourself that you are not struggling yourself. Stop trying to push away negative emotions and use short-term happiness in order to cover up what you are truly struggling with and stop trying to force an outcome through falsehood affirmations that you do not believe in. Instead, take the responsible approach to understand your emotions, to understand that you're allowed to feel them, but you are also responsible to find the solution to them. I would even go as far as saying, forget positivity and instead focus on optimism because being optimistic is about having hope and trust in a better future because in the end, the only person who can determine your future is you and you can determine it right now. I hope that was helpful, guys. If any of this resonated with you, if any of this spoke to you, if you recognize yourself or any of your loved ones in some of the points that I touched on, then please share this on your own social media, send it to a friend, tag me if you want. You can tag me on Instagram at Victoria Sardane. And I'd love to hear about how you're planning on taking a step forward with what you've learned today. New episodes come out every Sunday, so I will see you here next week. In the meantime, let's keep in touch online. Bye for now.